Greetings, dear listeners. I'm Amar, your host, and I'm thrilled to welcome you to another intriguing episode of the Diplomacy and Discourse podcast. Your presence here is truly appreciated, and I want to convey my heartfelt gratitude for your continued support. As we embark on insightful conversations and explore diverse viewpoints, I'd like to ask for your help in our journey of growth. If you enjoy our content, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Spotify or any other platform you prefer. Your feedback is immensely valuable and guides us in crafting content that resonates with you. For those tuning in via YouTube, a simple thumbs up on this video and a subscription to our channel would be immensely appreciated. By doing so, you'll stay updated with our latest episodes and assist us in reaching a wider audience. Should you have any questions, comments, or thoughts, please feel free to reach out to us at diplomacyanddiscourse at gmail.com. Your contributions play a pivotal role in shaping the future of our podcast and enhancing the experience for our listeners. Lastly, I extend my sincere thanks for your unwavering support. Your enthusiasm fuels our passion for this podcast. Please consider sharing our episodes with your friends, family, and colleagues. Your personal recommendations hold immense value to us. Now, let's dive into today's captivating dialogue. Thank you once again for joining us and enjoy the episode. International relations are fueled by various factors, including diplomacy, bilateralism, multilateralism, and multiculturalism. These concepts play essential roles in shaping interactions between nations and have a significant impact on global politics. As a fundamental aspect of international relations, Diplomacy involves negotiations and communication between nations to address common interests, resolve conflicts, and maintain peaceful relations. Bilateralism refers to the practice of two nations engaging in direct negotiations and agreements, focusing on their particular interests. Multilateralism, on the other hand, involves multiple nations coming together to negotiate and cooperate on a broader scale to address global issues and pursue shared objectives. Lastly, multiculturalism encompasses the recognition and appreciation of diverse cultures within a society or across nations, fostering inclusivity and promoting understanding among different cultural groups. These concepts have evolved over time and have shaped the course of international relations. Diplomacy has played a crucial role in international relations. During the 19th century, popular sovereignty and nationalism challenged traditional diplomatic practices. As countries sought to protect their national interests, they developed new diplomatic practices such as gunboat diplomacy, economic sanctions, and alliances. These practices were intended to ensure that their interests were respected and that other countries would not take advantage of them, but they also led to increased tensions and conflicts. Diplomacy has two meanings, the profession, activity, or skill of managing international relations, typically by a country's representatives abroad, and the art of dealing with people in a sensitive and effective way. The importance of embodying both definitions when practicing diplomacy is one of the major takeaways. 
The concept of diplomacy, in theory, plays out differently. In practice, when factoring in multi-layered international actors, special interests, and the current state of the political climate. However, diplomacy proved resilient and adapted to the changing dynamics of international relations. The development of diplomacy can be divided into old diplomacy and the new diplomacy. The old diplomacy focused primarily on political intrigue, while the new diplomacy embraced trade and cooperation as central issues. The old diplomacy was characterized by secret negotiations and face-to-face meetings, while the new diplomacy involved the use of more formal communication channels and an increased emphasis on public diplomacy. Additionally, the new diplomacy focused on building relationships of trust and understanding between countries rather than fostering rivalries. The new diplomacy also emphasized the use of social media, technology, and economic cooperation as tools to promote international collaboration. This new approach to international relations has been seen as an effective way of resolving conflicts and promoting global peace and security. Bilateralism, in contrast, involves the relationship and interaction between two countries. Bilateralism is often seen as a more focused and efficient approach to diplomacy, as it allows for direct negotiations and the pursuit of special interests between two countries. Historically, bilateralism has been a common feature of international relations as countries seek to protect their own interests and forge strategic alliances. An example of bilateralism is the peace accords signed between Israel and Egypt in 1979, known as the Camp David Accords. The Camp David Accords involved Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin and Egyptian President Anwar Sadat. It was a result of direct negotiations between the two leaders, facilitated by the United States. The accords were intended to end the long-standing conflict between the two nations and establish peaceful relations. As a result, Israel withdrew from the Sinai Peninsula, which it had occupied since the 1967 Six-Day War, and Egypt was officially recognized by Israel. Additionally, the accords established the framework for a lasting peace between Israel and Egypt that remains in place to this day. The Camp David Accords demonstrated the effectiveness of bilateral diplomacy in resolving conflicts and achieving peaceful relations between two nations. Another example of bilateralism is the relationship between the United States and China. By engaging in bilateral talks, both countries were able to come to a mutual understanding and agreement about their differences and work towards a peaceful resolution. The Camp David Accords were a prime example of this, and the relationship between the United States and China has been largely successful in recent years as a result of bilateral diplomacy. Examples of successful bilateral negotiations between China and the United States include the 2008 Beijing Olympics opening ceremony and the Paris Climate Agreement, the 2009 U.S.-China Joint Statement on Climate Change, and the 2015 Joint Statement on Climate Change. Additionally, both countries have managed to come to agreements on a variety of trade issues, such as the 2012 U.S.-China Trade Agreement and the 2016 Bilateral Investment Treaty. Bilateralism allows for a more tailored and flexible approach to addressing specific issues between two countries. Historically, diplomacy has relied heavily on bilateral agreements between states. 
But as the world became more interconnected and complex, multilateral diplomacy emerged as states became increasingly interdependent on each other. They needed to work together to address common issues such as terrorism, climate change, and pandemics. Multilateral diplomacy allowed them to do so, as it encouraged states to come together in a larger group and negotiate agreements that benefit all members of the group. In multilateralism, multiple nations come together to address common issues or achieve common goals. One of the earliest examples of multilateral diplomacy is seen in the formation of the United Nations after World War II, providing a forum for countries to engage in multilateral negotiations, promote peace, and confront global challenges. Multilateralism allows for a more inclusive and collective approach to problem solving, involving a larger number of countries with diverse perspectives and interests. In diplomatic negotiations and international forums, countries with diverse cultural backgrounds bring different perspectives and ideas to the table. This diversity of thought and representation enhances the overall decision making processes and promotes a more inclusive and equitable international order. Multilateralism is based on the principle of collective decision making and cooperation among multiple nations, meaning that multilateralism. Is a more comprehensive and inclusive approach to international relations than bilateralism. Multilateralism allows for the sharing of different perspectives and opinions, which can lead to more creative solutions and improved outcomes. It also fosters greater understanding and trust among nations, which helps to reduce the risk of conflict and promote peace and stability. Additionally, multilateralism allows for the coordination of responses to global challenges, such as climate change, which is essential for creating a more equitable and sustainable international order. It recognizes that no single country can effectively address global challenges on its own and that collective action is required. Multilateralism has a long history in international relations, with the formation of organizations such as the United Nations. And the World Trade Organization highlighting its importance. The shift towards multilateralism can be viewed as a response to the complexities and interdependencies of the modern world. Multilateralism is seen as a way to manage global challenges, such as climate change, terrorism, and poverty, in a way that is more effective and equitable than relying on traditional single lateral approaches. Examples of multilateralism being more equitable include the Paris Climate Agreement, the Iran nuclear deal, and the Sustainable Development Goals. The Paris Climate Agreement is a multilateral agreement that sets out a global framework to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and limit the rise in global temperatures. The Iran nuclear deal was a multilateral agreement between Iran, the United States, and other world powers that sought to limit Iran's nuclear program and prevent the spread of nuclear weapons. The Sustainable Development Goals are a set of 17 global objectives to end extreme poverty, protect the environment, and promote peace and justice. All of these agreements rely on multilateralism to ensure that all countries involved have a equitable stake in the outcome. In 2023, the United Nations passed the Global Migration Compact, a multilateral agreement to promote safe, orderly, and regular migration. The agreement recognizes the rights of migrants and refugees and seeks to protect their fundamental human rights. It also seeks to ensure that migration is managed in a more responsible and equitable manner, with countries operating to develop and implement effective policies that promote. 
the sustainable development of all nations. It is also seen as a way to promote cooperation and understanding between countries, which can lead to greater global stability and security. Multiculturalism, on the other hand, refers to the coexistence of diverse cultures within a society or on a global scale. It recognizes and values diversity, promoting respect and acceptance of diverse cultural backgrounds. Multiculturalism is seen as a way of creating a more harmonious and inclusive society where different cultures can interact and learn from one another rather than having distinct and separate groups. It also promotes fairness and equality as everyone is valued and respected regardless of their background. Multiculturalism recognizes that diversity is an inherent characteristic of human societies and seeks to create inclusive environments where diverse cultural groups can peacefully coexist interact, and contribute to the overall social fabric. Multiculturalism encourages individuals to celebrate their differences and recognize the importance of respecting and accepting people from different backgrounds. It also helps to foster a more inclusive and understanding society as people from different backgrounds can come together to learn from each other and contribute to the collective good. Multiculturalism was necessary in the late 20th century, with the increase in migration and globalization. As more people from different backgrounds and cultures came together, there was a need to create an inclusive and understanding society that could accommodate and value the diversity of people from different backgrounds. Consequently, multiculturalism was implemented to promote respect and acceptance of diverse racial and ethnic backgrounds to foster a more harmonious and inclusive society. Positive outcomes of multiculturalism include increased cultural exchange, understanding, collaboration, and creativity. In the 21st century, multiculturalism is even more relevant as the world becomes more interconnected and globalized. With the increase in immigration, cultural exchange, and globalization, Multiculturalism is essential to promote respect and understanding among different cultures and to create a more inclusive and harmonious society. Multiculturalism has become a significant aspect of contemporary diplomacy as nations recognize the importance of inclusion and understanding in fostering peaceful relations. For instance, many countries have implemented multicultural policies that aim to promote diversity and tolerance, such as Canada's official multiculturalism policy. Canada's official multiculturalism policy was adopted in 1971 and is based on the principles of equality, respect, and inclusiveness. The policy seeks to ensure that all citizens are treated equally regardless of their cultural and racial backgrounds. This includes protecting the rights of minority cultural groups, eliminating discrimination, and promoting cultural exchange. The policy also seeks to create a society where different ethnic backgrounds are respected and valued. It encourages cultural diversity and works to create an environment of understanding, collaboration, and creativity. In order to achieve these goals, the policy has implemented a number of initiatives, such as promoting educational and employment opportunities for minority cultural groups, encouraging intercultural dialogue and understanding, and building cultural spaces such as museums, galleries, and cultural centers. The policy also includes provisions for providing funding for cultural and artistic activities, as well as language assistance and other forms of support. 
Canada's multiculturalism policy has been successful in promoting respect for diversity and creating a more inclusive and understanding society. In recent times, diplomacy has been complemented by the use of soft power, hard power, and smart power as effective tools in international relations. Soft power refers to a nation's ability to influence others through attraction and persuasion rather than coercion. Examples of soft power and diplomacy include cultural exchanges, economic aid, and diplomatic initiatives aimed at promoting a nation's values and ideals. The concept of soft power is closely related to cultural diplomacy. Cultural diplomacy is a form of diplomacy that focuses on applying culture, the arts, and other forms of communication to promote understanding and cooperation between countries. It has been used extensively since at least the early 2000s and was particularly prominent in the early 2010s. In 2023, cultural diplomacy was used by the United Nations to create a more peaceful and inclusive world. The UN's cultural diplomacy initiatives included the Cultural Diplomacy Platform, which provided a platform for dialogue and collaboration on cultural diplomacy. It also launched the Global Cultural Diplomacy Network, which promoted the exchange of best practices and ideas and provided a platform for knowledge sharing and capacity building. Finally, it launched the Cultural Diplomatic Action Program, which supported the implementation of cultural diplomacy initiatives in developing countries. Soft power is often seen as a more effective and sustainable approach to diplomacy, as it relies on building positive relationships and appealing to shared values rather than relying on force. For example, in 2020, Japan used soft power to strengthen its relationships with India by launching the Japan-India Global Partnership, a program that promotes cultural exchange and economic cooperation between the two countries. Through this program, Japan has been able to increase its diplomatic presence in India and improve its relationship with the country. For example, in 2021, China used soft power to strengthen its relationship with Russia through the Joint Initiative for Cultural and People-to-People -People Exchanges, an initiative that promotes cultural exchange and understanding between the two countries. Through this initiative, China has been able to increase its diplomatic presence in Russia and improve its relationship with the country. Soft power plays a crucial role in diplomacy as it enables countries to influence the decisions and actions of other nations through cultural attractiveness, diplomatic relations, and economic cooperation. For example, the cultural influence on countries like the United States and China has allowed them to project their soft power globally. The U.S.'s soft power competes with that of China and other nations on several fronts. Social media, movies, and American principles play a crucial role in attracting people from around the world. 1. Social Media Influence The United States, with its tech giants like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, wields significant influence through social media platforms. American culture, ideas, and trends are disseminated globally, making them appealing to international audiences. The 2020s witnessed continued growth in this sphere, with the U.S. leveraging social media to promote its values 
and ideals. Two, Hollywood and entertainment. American movies and television have global reach and popularity. Film productions often reflect American values and lifestyles, which contributes to the U.S.'s soft power. Three, American principles. The democratic principles, freedom of speech, and individual rights championed by the United States remain attractive to people worldwide. These principles serve as a source of soft power, drawing admiration and support from various nations. Four, cultural exchange. The U.S. fosters cultural exchange programs. Academic partnerships and people-to-people diplomacy, strengthening its soft power. Initiatives like educational exchanges and international collaborations thrived in the 2020s till now. Likewise, China's soft power has grown, rivaling the United States and other nations through various means. One, social media. China, with platforms like TikTok and WeChat, uses social media to reach a global audience. These platforms showcase Chinese culture, innovations, and perspectives, attracting users worldwide. Two, movies and entertainment. Chinese cinema, exemplified by productions with collaborations with Hollywood, has gained international acclaim. These films showcase Chinese culture while appealing to diverse audience. Three, Confucius Institutes. China has established Confucius institutions in many countries, promoting Chinese language and culture. These institutions serve as soft power tools, fostering cultural exchange and understanding. Four, Belt and Road Initiative. China's Belt and Road Initiative is a global infrastructure development project. It enhances its soft power by building economic ties with participating countries, and it creates goodwill through economic development. And five, health diplomacy. China's medical aid provision, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic, demonstrated its global leadership and willingness to help, boosting its soft power. Qatar. Has strategically employed its soft power approach by leveraging the FIFA World Cup, which was held in 2022. It was used to enhance its global influence. Here's how Qatar used this mega event to boost its soft power: one, sports diplomacy. Hosting the FIFA World Cup allowed Qatar to engage in sports diplomacy by investing heavily in sports infrastructure and organizing a successful tournament, which it showcased its ability to host international events and promote sports diplomacy as a means of building international relationships. Two, global visibility. The World Cup drew global attention, putting Qatar on the spotlight. This visibility allowed Qatar to shape its image positively and counter negative perceptions, projecting itself as a progressive and innovative nation. Three, cultural exchange. The World Cup encouraged cultural exchange with fans from around the world visiting Qatar. Qatar used this opportunity to share its culture, traditions, and hospitality with a diverse global audience, fostering understanding and goodwill. 
Four, infrastructure development. The extensive infrastructure development associated with the World Cup, including stadiums and transportation systems, showcase Qatar's commitment to modernization and progress. Five, development and soft power. Qatar utilized the World Cup as a catalyst for development, promoting social and economic progress. This, in turn, enhances its soft power as a prosperous and stable nation, being more attractive to the international community. And six, humanitarian initiatives. Qatar used the World Cup platform to highlight its humanitarian efforts, such as partnerships with organizations like UNHCR, reinforcing its image as a responsible global player. So, Qatar strategically harnessed the FIFA World Cup to project itself positively on the global stage, enhance its soft power, and establish itself as a prominent and influential nation to the realm of sports, culture, and diplomacy. Digital diplomacy plays a significant role in modern international relations, enhancing soft power and global influence. In the context of the article written by David Saranga, titled How Israel is Using Digital Diplomacy to Win in Iran, Israel's digital diplomacy efforts are a testament to how nations can shape public opinion abroad through social media and online engagements. Israel's digital diplomacy strategy, particularly in Iran, showcases several key aspects of how digital diplomacy intersects with soft power. 1. Language and Cultural Relevance Israel tailors its digital content to resonate with Iranian audiences. It speaks the language both literally and metaphorically by producing content that celebrates shared cultural elements, including holidays, food, and music. This approach helps build bridges and establish common grounds. 2. Content Evolution Israel adapts its digital content to reflect current events and sentiments. During times of protests and unrest in Iran, its digital platforms shift their focus to address issues like human rights abuse and government oppression. This responsiveness connects with the concerns of the Iranian people and garners attention. 3. Engagement and Authenticity Israel's digital diplomats maintain authenticity by engaging with audiences on platforms like Twitter and Instagram. They provide a platform for open dialogue and criticism of the Iranian regime while supporting the Iranian people's aspirations for freedom. This approach fosters trust and credibility. 4. Growth and Organic Reach Israel's digital diplomacy efforts have seen substantial organic growth in followers and engagement. This signifies that people are genuinely interested in the content provided and it resonates with their interests and values. And 5. Future Diplomatic Prospects Israel's digital diplomats are forward-looking, preparing public opinion in Iran for potential future diplomatic agreements such as the Cyrus Accords that could bring peace between Israel and Iran. This long-term vision demonstrates the strategic value of digital diplomacy. So, Israel's digital diplomacy success in Iran illustrates how digital tools and social media can be powerful tools for shaping public opinion. 
fostering cultural understanding and preparing the ground for future diplomatic endeavors. These strategies align with the broader concept of soft power, where a nation's appeal and influence extend beyond military or economic might to shape perceptions and build relationships on a global scale. But criticism of Israel's digital diplomacy efforts often revolves around accusations of hypocrisy given ongoing issues such as the demolition of Palestinian homes in East Jerusalem. Critics argue that while Israel seeks to portray itself positively on the global stage through digital diplomacy, its actions in the Palestinian territories contradict the image it projects. So here are some key criticisms. 1. Selective messaging. Critics argue that Israel's digital diplomacy selectively highlights aspects of its culture, values, and support for democracy while downplaying or emitting its actions in the Palestinian territories. This selective messaging can be perceived as an attempt to divert attention from the contentious issues. 2. Human rights concerns. The demolition of Palestinian homes in East Jerusalem land disputes and other human rights concerns are seen as incompatible with the image of a nation promoting freedom and human rights through digital diplomacy. Critics contend that these actions undermine Israel's credibility on the global stage. 3. Political Manipulation Some critics view digital diplomacy as a tool for political manipulation. They argue that Israel uses these platforms to shape global perceptions while avoiding meaningful discussions about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, the settlements, and the broader Middle East issues. 4. Public Relations Strategy Skeptics may see digital diplomacy as part of a broader public relations strategy aimed at bolstering Israel's international image, particularly in the face of criticism from international organizations and human rights advocates. 5. Call for Consistency Critics often call for consistency in a nation's actions and messaging. They argue that Israel should align its digital diplomacy efforts with its actions on the ground in the Palestinian territories, fostering a more honest and transparent image. So it's essential to recognize that these criticisms are not limited to Israel, but are common in discussions of digital diplomacy in many countries. Critics emphasize the importance of governments aligning their online messaging with their actions and policies to maintain credibility and authenticity in the digital realm and on the global stage. Hard power. Hard power in the realm of politics and international relations refers to the use of military force and economic influence to shape the behavior and interests of other political entities. It is characterized by its often aggressive and coercive nature and is most effective when exercised by a political entity with significant military and economic capabilities over one with lesser power in these domains. Hard power includes actions such as military interventions, economic sanctions, and the use of military alliances to advance a nation's objectives. It contrasts with soft power, which relies on attraction, persuasion, and cultural influence to achieve its goals in a more subtle and non-coercive manner. 
Examples of hard power include military interventions in conflicts, economic sanctions imposed on nations for non-compliance, and the use of military alliances, such as NATO, to deter aggression or influence international events. Hard power is a critical tool in the toolkit of nations seeking to protect their interests and assert their influence on the global stage. For Russia, they like to use military aggression. Russia has employed military forces in various instances, including the annexation of Crimea in Ukraine, which happened in 2014, and the current invasion of Ukraine, and also the military interventions in Syria to support the Assad regime. Russia also likes to operate on covert operations. Russia is known for conducting covert military operations, such as cyber attacks and disinformation campaigns, all to achieve strategic objectives. They also like to leverage their energy levels. Russia uses its significant energy resources, especially natural gas exports to Europe, as an economic and political leverage tool. China focuses on military expansion. China has significantly expanded its military capabilities, including naval power and missile development. They also use economic coercion. China utilizes economic leverage through initiatives like the Belt and Road Initiative, all to gain influence and control over other nations. They also utilize territorial assertiveness. China asserts territorial claims in the South China Sea and employs military presence to reinforce these claims, leading to regional tensions. The United States boasts military superiority. The U.S. maintains one of the world's most powerful militaries, using it for interventions, alliances, and strategic interests. The United States imposes heavy on military sanctions. The U.S. wields economic power through sanctions against countries that violate international norms, aiming to coerce policy changes. They also focus on alliances and coalitions. The U.S. forms military alliances and coalitions to exert influence, as seen in NATO and partnerships in the Indo-Pacific region. Iran exerts regional influence. They use proxy forces and support for non-state actors in the Middle East to expand its influence in the region, notably in Iraq, Syria, and Lebanon. Iran seeks nuclear ambitions. Iran's pursuit of nuclear capabilities has been a source of regional and international concern, leading to negotiations and sanctions. They also associate with asymmetric warfare. Iran invests in asymmetric capabilities such as cyber warfare and ballistic missiles to deter adversaries and project power. Pakistan also uses military power. Pakistan maintains a robust military, including nuclear capabilities, which it uses as a deterrent and a source of regional influence. They also associate in proxy support. Pakistan has historically supported proxy groups in Afghanistan and in the Kashmir territories to further its interests and exert influence. They also engage in regional diplomacy to build alliances and partnerships, particularly with China and the U.S. And as for Israel, they exert their military strength. 
Israel possesses a highly advanced military and intelligence apparatus, using it to ensure security and respond to regional threats. They employ cybersecurity. Israel is a leader in cybersecurity and uses its expertise for defense and intelligence gathering. They also engage in diplomacy and alliances. Israel builds alliances and partnerships with countries sharing security interests, such as the U.S., to enhance its hard power. These countries employ various strategies and instruments of hard power to project their interests, project influence, and achieve their national objectives on the global stage. In addition to soft and hard power, smart power has emerged as a strategic approach to international relations. Joseph Nye is a professor and former dean at Harvard University's Kennedy School of Government. He coined the term smart power in his 2004 book, The Paradox of American Power, Why the World's Only Superpower Can't Go It Alone. In his book, Nye stated that smart power combines hard and soft power to achieve desired outcomes. He argued that smart power is an effective tool in international relations because it allows a nation to use both persuasion and coercion in order to achieve its goals. Smart power focuses on using economic, cultural, and diplomatic tools to influence the behavior of other states. Smart power requires a comprehensive strategy that combines soft and hard power tactics. Nye asserts that smart power requires a strong military, economy, and persuasive diplomacy. He also argued that smart power should be used to build trust and relationships between nations, as well as to create incentives for states to cooperate. By imposing economic sanctions and diplomatic isolation on North Korea, the United States and its allies hope to pressure the country into changing its behavior. For instance, the United States uses smart power in its relations with China. China has vast economic resources and is an important trading partner for the United States. By working with China, the United States can use economic incentives to encourage China to change its policies. Additionally, the United States has engaged in diplomatic efforts with China to build trust and cooperation between the two countries. By engaging in cultural exchanges and in business cooperation and in military alliances, the United States has sought to balance its soft power of attraction with its hard power capabilities, thus shaping its overall strategy of smart power. So in today's global dynamics, smart power is essential for several reasons, such as the complex global challenges, so contemporary global challenges, such as climate change, terrorism, and the pandemics, require multifaceted solutions that go beyond military force. Smart power allows countries to engage in diplomacy and in cooperation to address these issues effectively. It's also important for global interconnectedness. In an interconnected world, using hard power alone can lead to diplomatic isolation and backlash. 
so Smart Power recognizes the importance of building partnerships and alliances. Enhanced Reputation Employing Smart Power can enhance a country's international reputation. Being seen as a constructive and cooperative actor on the global stage can yield long-term benefits. There's also economic considerations. In an era of economic interdependence, coercive hard power can disrupt global trade and financial systems. So smart power encourages economic partnerships and soft power tools like cultural exchanges and education. Also in public opinion. Citizens and global public opinion increasingly influence international relations. So smart power considers how a country is perceived by the global public, recognizing that negative perceptions can have adverse consequences. The United States has been at the forefront of using smart power. It combines its military strength with cultural exports, also in educational exchanges and in diplomacy. For example, programs like the Fulbright Scholarships and the Peace Corps foster goodwill and cooperation. The U.S. also plays a significant role in international organizations, reinforcing its smart power approach. Overall, smart power is essential in today's global landscape to address complex challenges, also in building alliances and maintaining a positive international image. The United States' strategic use of smart power has positioned it as a leader in this regard. The art or practice of diplomacy has several implications. The first is the vocation, operation, or expertise of administering and handling international relations, usually by a country's external delegates. The second is the art of dealing with people in a sympathetic, empathetic, and productive method. The value of encompassing both visibilities when exercising diplomacy is of strategic eminence. The abstraction of diplomacy, in theory, plays out differently in practice when factoring multi-layered international actors, special interests, and the current state of the political climate. So in multilateralism, countries work together to find solutions to customary problems. Past instances have revealed histories of multilateral cooperation through the means of universal membership organizations such as the United Nations, the International Monetary Fund, and the World Bank. Additionally, the United States and other countries anticipate a more comprehensive variety of multilayered or multilateral institutions such as the Group of 20 or G20, which constitutes approximately the world's 20 largest economies. Yet, the symbolic meaning of the G20 depicts a world where situations simply cannot be organized in the warmth and comfort of Western countries. It is imperative to invite new actors who are revolutionizing the world and where much of the world's economic dynamism is occurring. Another critical point to consider is the implication of the art form of global diplomacy on social welfare. In the era of increased globalization, where countries are competing to evolve and compete economically, politically, and socially, leaders must maintain an understanding of the micro-level perspectives in a macro-level chess game. The art form of global diplomacy is a useful tool to help leaders understand the nuances of micro-level perspectives and craft strategies that benefit all countries involved. 
It is an integral part of the overall strategy of promoting global social welfare and ensuring that all countries benefit from economic growth, political stability, and social progress. So, for example, while India's economy continues to grow and its politics become more important to the world, the country's citizens may experience the adverse effects of globalization. India's experience of globalization is complex with both positive and negative consequences for its citizens. Globalization has contributed to income inequality in India, with benefits disproportionately concentrated among urban elites. Rural areas have often not reaped the same rewards, leading to disparities. While globalization has led to industrial growth, it has also raised concerns about occupational health hazards, especially in labor intensive industries. India faces significant public health challenges, including access to clean water, sanitation, and healthcare, which are exacerbated by rapid urbanization driven by globalization. Globalization has resulted in increased consumption and industrialization, which have strained India's environment. Pollution and climate change have become pressing issues. India is vulnerable to the adverse effects of climate change impacting agriculture, water resources, and infrastructure. Rising temperatures and erratic weather patterns pose significant challenges. Rapid industrialization and urbanization have led to severe air pollution in major cities, affecting citizens' health. India has implemented various social programs and welfare provisions to address the adverse effects of globalization. Programs like the Mahatma Gandhi National Rural Employment Guarantee Act aim to provide employment and social security for vulnerable populations. Despite these efforts, challenges in the effective delivery of social programs persist, including issues related to corruption, bureaucratic hurdles, and inadequate infrastructure. Globalization has brought economic growth to India, but has also raised concerns related to income inequality, occupational health, and public and environmental health. India continues to grapple with these challenges and has implemented social programs to mitigate adverse effects, although more work remains to be done to ensure their effectiveness and equitable distribution. Due to rising labor and environmental health concerns, India's social programs and general welfare provisions for its citizens have often been called into question. Policies such as those mentioned can bring forth conversations regarding whether or not a diplomat is concerned with the inward-facing politics of his or her respective country. As much as attention is devoted to outward-facing policies when working across borders, an influential diplomat discerns the implications of actions taken at all levels of the national and international governance spectrum. Diplomacy, bilateralism, multilateralism, and multiculturalism all play crucial roles in international relations. They shape the way countries interact and collaborate with one another, ultimately influencing the stability and prosperity of the global community. Diplomacy is essential for resolving disputes and furthering common interests. Bilateralism allows countries to build relationships and trusts while multilateralism encourages cooperation and encourages countries to come together 
to address shared challenges. Multiculturalism helps to foster understanding and acceptance of different cultures and beliefs. Multilateralism can help to promote global peace and economic stability. Multiculturalism can also help to bridge divides and create a more sustainable society. Multiculturalism can also help to foster a sense of global citizenship as people become more connected to other communities around the world. This can help create a more unified world and create a more peaceful and equitable society. As we conclude this episode of the Diplomacy and Discourse podcast, I want to express my gratitude for your viewership and listenership. If you found this discussion as enlightening and thought-provoking as we did, we kindly request your support by liking this video, subscribing to our channel, and leaving a review on your preferred podcast platform. Your active engagement and feedback are the bedrock of our growth and enable us to connect with even more curious minds. Should you have any questions, thoughts, or suggestions, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us at diplomacyanddiscourse at gmail.com. Your insights are of great importance to us. Once again, thank you for being a valued member of our community. Your support is cherished. Stay tuned for more captivating conversations and episodes that inspire exploration. Until next time, take care and keep delving into the fascinating world of diplomacy and discourse.